2: Welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour. How are you today? We have incredible guests, of course, and every week we have fascinating women, as you know. Uh, and if you don't want to miss any of our shows, we'll be sure to, of course, follow us on uh, YouTube or on your favorite podcast channels, uh, iHeart, iTunes, and the others. Today we have on Mary Jo Eustis. She wrote the. She's the author of the book uh, "Divorce Sucks." you know that's going to be a juicy show and later in the show we're going to talk to lola davidson a very smart funny woman who uh... is part of alzheimer's la Actually, it's Alzheimer's Greater L.A. So we're going to have her on in a bit. You want to stay tuned for that. First up, please give a warm welcome to Mary Jo Eustis.
0: Woohoo! Yay! I'm so excited to be here.
2: Yeah. I really am. Excited to have you here. Thank you. Oh, girl, what a ride you've
0: had. It's been a rocky ride. Yeah. It's been a rocky road.
2: Well, we're going to talk about... uh, your rocky ride here and what you're doing today Uh, so first of all uh, let's talk about uh, you were born in Canada
0: I'm a Canadian yeah I love Canada Canada is the best
2: yeah I, I would Dare to say that I, I? almost wished I lived there right now. Really, I wonder <laughs> wink, why.
0: Wink, wink. Hmm. Um, wink, wink. Yeah, um, um, no, Canada is beautiful. I'm born and bred in Toronto, but I've been yeah. living here for about 12 you were or 13 bred there years. Too. I was bred there, um, so have the Canadian sensibility. I say sorry yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a U.S. citizen, so I'm a dual citizen. Oh, which lucky is great. you! Yeah. that's
2: awesome. So you could go back there anytime you have to. I do.
0: I'm going back next week. <laughs>
2: Okay. to see how it's all going. And this was Toronto that you grew up in?
0: Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. with yeah, three siblings and crazy parents, and we're yeah. all still around and spread out all over the country. So Now, what great. I
2: love is that the girl who wrote the, uh, the book, Divorce Sucks, uh, also had parents that were married for
0: 55
2: years right?
0: Well yes they've yeah. been together for 57 or 58 years but they took a little two-year break when my dad oh, met an okay. aerobic instructor so uh, they took a little break for two years. You know and I think a
2: lot of people have been together that long have those breaks. I
0: think it's good to have yeah. a little break. Yeah and I that, don't know if
2: it's good but I think they do. It. I think
0: yeah. it's just I've actually spoken to a lot of people's parents who do have that little secret that they did have a little break yeah. so, so yeah. they did and That's they're back together. In my,
2: in my family yep and uh, I know what you're saying because then they appreciate each other more than ever.
0: For a week after, but then yeah. it goes back to the old <laughs> dynamics. But my parents are quite a force to be reckoned with yeah. and they're 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 the best um, lunch dates ever, the best conversationalists. So um, I totally appreciate their eccentric personalities. They're now amazing. Your,
2: your mom sounds a lot like you. She's like type A trailblazer, right? A strong, is, independent
0: woman. She's she, my w- mother wouldn't that describe you? Yeah well you should meet my siblings. Uh. We're all we're all type A but my mother is just um She's just that beautiful paradox of like a classically trained piano player, oh, you know, wow. an artist, a goddess. She's into a goddess phase right now. Mm-hmm. She wears a lot of masks and paints herself in the mirror. Um, and my mom is 80
2: oh good for so her. she
0: really just and still rocking it huh? still rocking and engaged in life and has a passion for learning and everybody falls in love with her and she's actually the smartest person in the family like the most well-read if we let oh her get gosh. a word in she's really quite a phenomenal person
2: you know uh, I have this uh, conference coming up in November called live love thrive and I'm doing something that no other conference has done and that is we have a panel Called Forever Young, right. that is going to be women in their 80s and 90s who are still rocking it.
0: Well, I think I mean, what think, an
2: inspiration! Don't they you are. think
0: it could be almost the best time of your life? Like oh, your yeah. kids are out of the house, you actually don't care anymore what anybody thinks. So you're going to be at all. following <laughs> your passions. There's a great um, movie right now. Um, eat your breakfast, and if you're not in the obits, it's a good day, which Carl Reiner.
2: Yes, I've seen isn't it. Isn't that brilliant? It's great. I think it's on HBO.
0: These people Love in their that. 90s, I am jealous of their life. I know. They are
2: so happy. There are so many people rocking it in their 80s and 90s, and uh, even I'm going to have someone on the show soon who's 100, and she still goes to work, like, every day. I mean, I, I have found that I-, I think the secret to it is, uh, first of all, they usually do some sort of physical work, uh, you know, some sort of workout. Right. Right. And then they either are working still or they have a big passion, like they're an artist or, you know, musician or, you know, one of them's putting on a show for... Well, you have to be engaged in life, and have a they're passion. They're not sitting home watching TV. No, they're not. They they're, are not. they're
0: not doing that. No, absolutely yeah. not. All these people are out there, and and it's moving their bodies, moving their minds, and you know that's the, that's the key to life at any age. Yeah. Activity, yeah, mentally and physically. But we digress. We digress
2: <laughs> because I really want to talk about your uh, incredible journey to Los Angeles. Let me get my vodka. Yeah. It's over here. I'm going to take a shot before I yeah, tell this story. Yeah, we need shots for this one. Uh, so your story is uh, you were a married to... A fairy tale, who? isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, we were, you were married to a gentleman uh, who's an actor named Dean McDermott, and uh, he convinced you to move, of course, to Los Angeles to have you two start a life together here. Yeah. And you had a big TV show y- yourself in Toronto, a uh, cooking show with a Fun Gay Guy. Uh, fun Gay Guy. Yeah, the name of it.
0: Ken Kostick, What's for Dinner? What's for What's dinner? What's for dinner, yeah. I love that. We loved it. And
2: you were just having a blast.
0: I was. Yeah. I, it, I've seen
2: clips of the show. It's awesome. It was a good life. Yeah. And then you decided to give that up to move to Los Angeles with Dean and uh, start a family here. You started to adopt, and you have your beautiful daughter I've met. Yeah. Uh, Lola. Lola. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Lola. We have another Lola on the show later today, yeah. but Lola. Yeah. And um, and you have a son, too. Jack. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, and and so when you were in the middle of adopting her, as soon as you got here, uh, lo and behold, uh, your husband, Dean, yeah. uh, I apparently was on the set of a Hallmark movie, and was it Hallmark or Lifetime? Lifetime, Lifetime same, same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Somebody uh, got
0: killed and stuffed in the yeah. garbage can. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same, it's same, the same plot every it's time. It's the Same movie over and over. <laughs>
2: exactly. But uh, so at that time, your husband, Dean uh, McDermott, met Tori Spelling.
1: He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, in fact, I think this is a good time for us to roll that clip uh, of you on the show with them.
0: Yeah. I think we need to. Yeah. I don't hate Dean. I mean, he's a total knob. I mean, I know that. But he's your knob now. But
2: I mean, we love that line, the knob. Tori Spelling sits down with her husband's ex-wife, Mary Jo Eustace, tomorrow night on Lifetime Street. Tori.
0: Let me start with you, Mary Jo. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I actually thought it was a joke. I thought that I was being punked. But, you know, it
2: was true. In Mary Jo's book, Divorce Sucks, she explains that the man in the middle, Dean, encouraged the discussion.
0: And I think the best quote was when they got married, he said, This is the best wife I've ever married. He came back from. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I guess you did
2: think you were punked. I did. I thought yeah. I was.
0: I looked for the camera. Yeah. When he told me.
2: So you just moved to LA. Yeah. You just had. You were just in the middle of adopting. Yeah. Uh, your, My daughter, Lola. Your daughter, Lola. Yeah. And lo and behold, a couple weeks later, uh, after being on a set for two weeks uh, he came back and told you he was in love
0: the love of his life
2: the love of his life
0: yeah he loved her yeah. unconditionally and yeah. I said what conditions are those you've known her two seconds um yeah. and and I you know and that's when I say this this crazy journey sort of started and yeah. for and then me you were on the today show and good morning America and wrote a book on Joy divorce Be- sucks I became an expert on divorce dr. drew and I had many fights over that I did stuff with I was a regular on Joy behar I had did
2: you know dr. drew has a show here at UBN now
0: I think I was yeah. on it at like a, a month or Two ago. Oh my God. He's hysterical. Yeah. Um, he's fun to spar with. But um, so I just got thrust into the situation. I was in the middle of adopting my daughter. So it all jeopardized my, my daughter and literally, um, you know, they announced in people magazine that he had met the love of his life and they got my age wrong. They said, I was like 67, (laughs) made it sound like I was homeless (laughs) and that this was the greatest love story ever.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: And you know, so then the ride began and, um, you know, just arriving in LA, the the friends who stayed and the friends who wanted to go to the other side to see the whole Hollywood thing, you know, it was just like the rivers parted and it was such a lesson. It was such a learning curve for me. Um,
2: and this happened all in your first year in LA. It
0: happened in the first six months. Oh my gosh! Are you jealous? Yeah. <laughs> it happened like in the in the first six months. So
2: then, uh, what we just saw in this clip is they actually invited you
0: on their show. That happened many years later. Oh, many years many later. Many years, many okay. traumas later, many breakdowns, many infidelities. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this, I could have, well, I did write this. I wrote a screenplay about it, but this played out like. Right. Like and the it, screenplay
2: has not been made yet. No, but, it, yeah. has oh. made. Uh, it has to be made. Oh, it, it has, has to, to be made. Yeah. Oh, but yeah.
0: everything I predicted in the first yeah. episodes pretty much happened. Um, so it's had quite a trajectory, but.
2: Well, this is what we talk about karma.
0: Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That is going
2: to come back to that dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, and
0: it's it's come back. Yeah. And so two or three years ago, they asked me to be on their show, and I've always turned it down. I've never done it, but my son actually wanted to be on the show because yeah. they throw big and parties. Me the
2: name of their show, and I don't even remember. I don't know what it, it was. was. Well, True Tory was yeah, the first yeah. one. Is that still the name of it? Well, I don't, I don't know. know, but it, had was, a few shows. it was
0: a breakup of their marriage, yeah. and they were both having a nervous breakdown, and I thought, perfect, I have to go on. This is a perfect <laughs> situation for me. Um, so they asked me to come on. They do big parties for the kids and my son wanted a big party. Yeah. I don't blame him. So Mm -hmm. I said, you can be on it and I'll be on it. So they threw in this big, huge birthday party on camera. And the reason behind it was they wanted me to come on because their branding, their business had suffered with all the antics, and she wanted to apologize to me. And I said, well, I'll take a good apology. And then I threw out a number and I said, I want this number to do it. And I'm upfront about that. And and so I did it. And um, we went for a four hour lunch. And, um, and, and sat. I sat down with Tori and she, um, um, apologized to me, Mm -hmm. ish. Yeah. 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 But it was in a weird way. So you guys are civil now. I, I don't have to be. You're not best friends. I don't have to be anything now because my son is 18. Right. And he's going to university. And now Mm -hmm. I don't feel part of it at all, which is so nice. There's some
2: bitterness too. And it must be in the book about you having to, you know, uh, fight for child support and things like that, which is just despicable. The fact that you were left and, you know, and, it, and, and not to want to support their child. and You know, it's all mind blowing. But that's Hollywood.
0: It's a Hollywood yeah. and it happens elsewhere, too. And it was a real fight. And I really fought for it and just actually settled it this year in front of a judge because my ex-husband was in contempt of court. And the judge said, you're in contempt, you'll go to jail. So now I have the jail card when the finance card doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. um, but I think that when I sat down to have the sit down with her, I made her own it. Mm-hmm. I made her own it. You yeah. had to own it. And yeah. in a way, it was cathartic. And everybody was like, oh, you must have felt so great after it. And in a way, I did. But 12 well, how years How great
2: do you feel when you've been left? You're a single mom now. Right. Uh, you, you're not getting child support. Uh, you have to write a book called Divorce Sucks and go on all the TV shows and talk about it. I mean, really.
0: Well, you, you say know. you Who would pick that path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, that path right. has so much beauty come out of that path. Oh, good. because you know experiences like that, like it's, you, you have to really get to know yourself. I like to it makes you less of an asshole. I don't know if I can say that on the radio, but it (laughs) does. Well, I just did. It could be, but it actually, you have to, I have a whole different life now than what I had when I was married to him. Mm -hmm. When I say it made me, there was some sort of closure. She told me things that never went on camera that made sense to me. Um, But I would say 12 years later, the experience of it, I'm glad I got, it and kudos to me for getting through it because it really was horrendous so mm-hmm. now I'm taking it and it's but it, yeah I yeah. I think even more so now I'm like oh that was really rough hmm so good for me for getting through but I've only I think admit it now how rough it really was right at the time you're just going through it yeah and um,
2: Weren't you just featured in Angelino? Didn't we just meet through that or something? Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I was de- for the charity event, but yeah. I just was featured on Esme, which is a great site for single moms. Oh. You should look into that. I mean, the women on it are Incredible. insanely accomplished, oh, and I just did awesome. a really lovely piece for them. Yeah. Which was good. And I know you
2: have like this whole new trajectory now where you're helping women, you're helping empower women financially. Yeah. I love that with RTB Financial Group, who I love. Aren't Adam they and Amanda are amazing. Barr. You raise the bar. I love their uh, saying, um, and they're such good people. And and so th- that's something that you want to do now, is because uh, I do believe we help empower. We help empower ourselves by helping empower other women. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. I love
0: that. I, I'm all about that. Reaching out to women and hearing their stories. I think that they're so fascinating, and I learned so much. And the connecting points just make us feel so much better, like, oh, you have that. I didn't know I was scared to say that. Or just this yeah. community that I'm that I'm involved in now and building is yeah. really, it's changing my life.
2: I would think that women who have been uh, through a terrible divorce like yours, and or have been a single mom like you, uh, or have suffered not being paid child support, would uh, want to work with someone like you who's been there, done that, been through it, succeeding through it and can help them do the same.
0: Well it's all about holistic financial wellness, right? Because if mm-hmm. our mind and if our mind is stressed out, if our body is not healthy because money is our sacred currency, mm-hmm. right? I mean mm-hmm. it really facilitates our life.
2: It gives us peace of mind. It gives us peace of
0: mind and allows mm-hmm. us to buy that beautiful wild salmon, allows us to have a quality of life and women are not and men are not great at taking part of that angle. So with Raise of Bar Financial with Adam and Amanda, their whole mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the philanthropy they do, mm-hmm. the spirit of the company is really having long term relationships with people and being there for mm-hmm. all the important decisions along the way to enhance their quality of life. Right. So I'm believe, passionate about it.
2: I believe their website is RTBfinancialGroup.com. Yes. For people to find you. Yes. And to reach out to their com- company. But like you said, uh, also, too, when you want to learn about uh, financial integrity and things that uh, you can rely on to build your wealth you want to be with people who are good integrity people handling your money and guiding you in a way that uh, they really care about your future so I think when people are out there looking for financial consultants, uh, you do have to find somebody that you relate to and trust and
0: uh, it's everything who
2: aligns with your thinking. Right. Uh, and bring something to the table you don't. Most people are not good with finances. No. Most people need help in creating a roadmap. Of okay I want to be here how am I gonna get from here to
0: there they don't want to talk about it and they also do and it's money and your finances are a deeply secret confidential thing and to trust somebody with that and not just to be giving them products like this is holistic planning I want you to sleep at night and if you're gonna invest in something really cool that's gonna make you feel better and if you know your child's education is handled or you're you're in Napa for your retirement and it all It's holistic planning that makes sense, mind, body, Mm -hmm. you know, bank accounts. So, And to work with Adam and Amanda, who are impeccable in that, Mm -hmm. um, it's just such a unique situation. I'm really fortunate to to be with them.
2: Well, I'm glad that you have this new path. And, uh, you know, looking back in writing this book, uh, Divorce Sucks, which really... Pretty much tells it like it, it is. Sums it up. It's, it's not <laughs> vague. There's no guessing game It's, there. it's not vague. Um, I know we talked about, like, it affects, like, 60% of couples end in divorce, which is really sad.
0: Divorce. Uh, I know so many divorce moms who are so amazing Yeah. and have gotten the shaft, quite frankly, really mm-hmm. badly Yeah. Um, and are just in there fighting for their kids and doing the best that they can. 60% of people get divorced. 80% of people think about it. And the remarriage rate is bad. Mm-hmm. People are. We're not doing it well. Right. We're not right. doing it so well. So, would you remarry? No. <laughs> oh. So how did that? Um, I don't know.
2: Yeah. You got to be open. Yeah. If it was the right person. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got lucky. I
0: found you the got right person. so lucky. I got lucky.
2: So, you know, everybody. Uh, if you, if, if everybody has that soulmate out there, I think the reason we don't always uh, meet them is two reasons. One is we have this little finite idea of who it has to be. You know, yeah, really uh, being attuned to what's right for you. Yeah. And the other is that we're not open. We're closed off. So between those two things, I'm the second.
0: Yeah, I don't have a finite picture in my mind. Yeah, I don't. But I think Mm. I'm a little I'm I'm a little closed. Yeah, but I'm working on it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: And if you have that wall up, nobody can get in, obviously. No, but, um, you know, you would think if you meet the right person, that wall would come down. But really, it's I think people doing work on themselves you know, to to be okay to be vulnerable. Because if you're not vulnerable, then you're really missing out on love. And isn't love really the most gratifying, most wonderful thing? Like sharing your life with someone you really enjoy and love. I'm sorry, I just think it just doesn't get any better than that. Well, no.
0: And I mean, uh, you know, Brene Brown, you probably know her and love her. She wrote a book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And it's all about that the v-word vulnerability like, yeah. because that people think that's a pejorative term yes but of course it's the most empowering powerful term Absolutely. that if you're vulnerable and show who you are and let's entrust somebody with that so I'm getting there I'm on yeah. step one yeah
2: isn't it so true that people think being vulnerable means being weak and it's the complete opposite? Well, you know it's
0: really interesting the yeah. most vulnerable financial companies the biggest business are vulnerable, i.e. they have the, the template where they give back to the community, they they take risks, they engage their employees, mm-hmm. they try innovative things in the company. The vulnerability of learning some of the biggest CEOs, and Brene Brown goes into this, embrace vulnerability because it allows them to be open and to learn. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting on every level, Yeah, I think.
2: So would you ever get into uh, doing another show or writing another book? I, I feel like you seem like the type that there's probably... I don't know. Is, yeah, is that... I want to. I yeah. love.
0: I love TV. Yeah, you're a TV I, girl. I love TV, and yeah. I. I love this. side had a radio doing your own show. show. Yeah. I love it. I. I am really curious about people's stories and the details. I get so hung up on people's details because they're always the funniest, most interesting things about yeah. people's lives, right? When you yeah. just hear it and you're like, oh, I love you. That yeah. happened to me. or yeah. I, I can relate to I that. I that's what
2: I love about doing the show. I love hearing people's stories and how they got from here to there and what their journey was and what they got from it and what we can share with other people. And, but you're a yeah. great
0: facilitator. Like oh, you well, get thanks. You get tremendous joy out of it. I do. Yeah, I love it, too. Yeah. Um, so I do. I have one more book in me. Mm-hmm. that I'm that, that I'm going do you to already do know the name of it it's going to be about Lola oh it's going to be about my daughter it's I something and this is a whole other show we won't do it today yeah but something happened a couple of years ago that happens to a lot of women that I can't go into that happened to me and it's our journeys separately oh. um that I'm that I'm writing so oh
2: I love that yeah
0: yeah and I also wrote the scared wheatless um book for Lola yeah I wrote a cookbook how did you uh, end up uh, adopting Lola what's her story she is um, born in, born here and um, I was married at the time to we talked a bit about my yeah. ex-husband yeah. and we were in the process of adopting my daughter mm-hmm. so we got uh, to California in December we got approved for Lola's adoption June mm-hmm. and she was born July Aww. and and he went to do the movie in August and came back and that was it oh my so I adopted her on my own. Wow. And you know, what's really interesting. I took her to the airport the other day. She's visiting my parents in Toronto and um, she flew solo as oh. a minor. Oh. So I took her to the gate and then, you know, they took her in her little face and I started bawling my eyes out and I got in the car and I'm driving home. And back to your conversation, I was like, who is the love of my life? And it was like, it's Lola. Yeah. Lola's the love of my life Aww. and my son. But yes. Lola is this magical thing that came into my life. I'm like, oh, Under my God. Under these circumstances. Yeah.
2: And you had to put a pretty uh, wrapping around it. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and, and
2: what's the story her, her parents couldn't?
0: Oh, uh, adoption yeah. stories are always fascinating. Yeah. What the real story is. Yeah. And the real story is bizarre. Okay. It's a bizarre story. Yeah. And um, she ended up with me, and I can't tell you how. And I actually turned down two adoptions prior to Lola, but you never turned down an adoption. Yeah. But I was like, I don't. Yeah. And as soon as her situation came up, I'm like, that's my girl. You just knew. It's yeah. my girl. Yeah. That,
2: that's one thing, beautiful, we have these intuitions, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she is, and uh, she's, yeah. So she's is the a book gift.
2: about her extraordinary situation with the adoption? No. No? Okay. No,
0: that that book isn't. It's about something else. But, okay. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another story. And so another they, story.
2: Could, they wanted to have a child, but they couldn't keep her? Or?
0: It was, um, they were, it was... The story was the dad was not around and the mom had an affair. And then the, uh, sorry, the 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 mom had an affair while her husband was somewhere else. He came back. She was pregnant with the mm-hmm. affairs baby. And he said, no, but mm-hmm. I'll stay with you. But no. Yeah. So the so Lola was put up for adoption.
2: Oh, there is an extraordinary story. But yeah. it's
0: because she was meant to be yours. She was meant to be. That is so obvious. Yeah. 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 So How you,
2: wonderful. What an angel blessing in your life. Yeah. She yeah. is. Yeah. lucky. So it all turned out
0: everything Uh, turned out Yeah,
2: because you have an amazing life now and uh incredible future possibilities yeah yeah some lucky gentleman is going to be in your life
0: and (laughs) vice versa (laughs) (laughs) no it was and then you're
2: going to write marriage is ecstasy marriage is
0: the best (laughs) get married no it all it all worked out how it should and all along the way Every day I laughed. You have to have a great sense of humor about life because you just have to. It's a great leveler. So always good always good laughs with everything. You have to.
2: Oh, I, I'm a big believer in that. In yeah. fact, that's one of the most important things and one of the things I love most about my partnership is uh, with Debra is that we laugh every day. You have every to. Every day. In fact, most days... Till laugh till we cry. <laughs> isn't that amazing? Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta. A sense of humor is, is such a gift, isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. the stuff that happens sometimes, you just have to go. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, and they say what it, it releases endorphins and makes you feel high. Yeah. So it it, makes you feel better. Yeah. yeah.
0: So glow on to that. That's so my philosophy. I'm so happy that today
2: life is good. Today life is very good. I'm so happy. You're such a beautiful human being, inside and out, and I'm so happy to. Meet you and have you on the show.
0: I've loved it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks
2: for sharing your journey. I appreciate it. Looking forward to what's ahead. Oh, boy. (laughs) And we will be right back with Lola Davidson. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Love, Thrive show, where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment. It seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, They remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live, Love, Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops and our second annual women's conference in West Hollywood, November 3rd and 4th of this year. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and
1: support you to live the life you love. RTB Financial Group empowers women to raise the bar and take control of their financial future. For more information, visit rtbfinancialgroup.com or call Amanda Barr at 424-284-4216. The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women.
2: And we are back with Lola Davidson. Hi. Hi, I'm so how excited are you? to be here. Thank I'm you. I'm excited to have you
1: here. I have stuff for you.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love people who have stuff for me. <laughs> here
1: was our, our postcard that we had made for Tackle Alls, Alzheimer's, Greater I Los Angeles fundraiser. I can't Sanders wait to fundraiser. talk about Tackle um, Alls. Here's some, you played football. I did. I, I did did played for money. four years and then oh they gave gosh. me a job. So football led to oh a career God, for I me. I love that. I brought you some macaroons to sweeten you up. Oh my God, you must know I have a sweet tooth. Thank you. And I brought you, of course,
2: a shirt. Oh my God, I love this. Nobody, I I never get gifts. This is like an awesome show. (laughs) Tackle ALZ. It is an awesome show. We love this. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Should we just stop and have cookies? No. (laughs) 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 So um, I want to talk a little bit about your journey to doing your work with Let's say Alzheimer's Greater LA, because mm-hmm. it used to be the Alzheimer's Association, which still is, mm-hmm. but this broke off and became Alzheimer's Greater LA because the uh, association is more about research, but you all are more about helping the caretaker. Is that
1: correct? That, you know what? Pretty is that darn kind of good. Up? Pretty darn good. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Alzheimer's Greater Los Angeles, in its core, has been serving the Los Angeles community, which reaches mm. all the way out to Inland Empire, all the way down to South Bay, uh, for more than 36 years. Wow. It started with just a passionate group of seven, and now we are a staff of 55. So we're the only local 501c3 dementia-focused, alzheimers focus organization in Los Angeles that is dedicated to the care and service of these families. Wow. Um, we were a part of uh, Alzheimer's Association for a period of time. We joined in the 80s, um, and then we broke off in 2016 nothing bad about Alzheimer's Association. They're amazing. Um, Their focus is more on, like you said, research and advocacy, which is, of course, so important. So important. Um, And from a national organization, that's where their strength is. Right. Um, But for us, we are still really dedicated and focused. We're the boots on the ground for families who need help today, and there's just so many. Um, and we do. Are we're now starting to work together. Uh, the association refers families to us mm-hmm. all the time, which is great. Um, well, and I do want to talk about what you all are doing with. Uh, this
2: organization yeah. and about your fundraiser. First, I want to talk about your journey to getting to to this place. Okay, because um, I know you know you have an interesting background of comedy and acting and uh, and whatnot. And and I'm thinking, you know, how do you start there and uh, and end up here and you know? But uh, it's a wonderful road from Albuquerque to L.A. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you and I had chatted about you grew up. Uh, you know, out in the country in, in Albuquerque on horses. You were on a horse before a bike. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's right. But that you found from the get-go, you were a city girl. Yeah, yeah, that's me too. Yes. Oh, yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. High five. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, D.C., Miami, New York, and L.A. You hit so all the good As a ones. city as I can. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no fool here. No. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, uh, you grew up in that. Uh, rural area of of Albuquerque. What was that like?
1: You know, growing up as a kid in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I had the best time I grew up on my father was a horse breeder uh, and my father my grandfather was a cattle rancher and so we had lots of wide-open spaces and and lots of freedom and I think the greatest day of my childhood was when we got a dishwasher Uh. and my mom let me have the box and that box became everything to me it became the theater I guess Uh. I was small enough to fit in it but I I turned it into a theater Um, and we chased chickens and we chased ducks and yes I wrote you literally
2: grew up on a farm. Yes, and right?
1: I did. I rode a horse before yeah. I rode a bike. And the bike thing didn't go out so well, actually. I, I, the day my training wheels came off, I fell into a cactus, which was a, a long <laughs> Sunday involving candle wax and tweezers. Um, <laughs> and then um, I found my way to uh, college at Chapman University in Orange County. and then So that's what brought you out.
2: to uh, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, originally your mom was from here, right? Uh, no, actually, oh, what no. What brought you to California?
1: I Just me. Oh, yes. I I wanted to come out here because I wanted to act. I I loved the idea of Los Angeles and to be in a big city.
2: Oh, so there's nobody that you knew here. You just came Came out and went for it and you just felt drawn to it. Yes, Uh, but I
1: did find a mom here. My freshman roommate, uh, Erica, in college, her mom quickly became my adopted mother. I spent every holiday, every summer with her. She's an amazing mentor for me. Uh, Mama Luz is what I call her. It's
2: always nice to come out somewhere where you don't have family and create family. I know Mm -hmm. I have that with my partner. Uh, She has an incredible mom and dad and siblings, and they become my family because my family's on the East Coast. So it's nice to have a family, an L.A. family. Yeah. 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 So that makes it awesome. I love it. So, and... uh, and I know, even though you said you're a city girl, that you you love animals. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. animal lover. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, not that we can't love right. animals in the city, but you know what I mean. Right. Like, I grew up with horses. And, <laughs> right. And now <laughs> yeah. I have a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I was in 4-H. Very active with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell me, you also you did uh, comedy. I want to know more about <laughs> that. This straight jacket. I know you guys won. Uh, an award for that at this comedy yes. festival, so, You're yeah. so good.
1: Yes, yeah. um, well, so, yeah, so, I have a comedy background. Uh, I came up through the Second City program, and then I found Straightjackets Society, which was just the warmest, nicest group of people that are funny as can be, um, and I, I joined their troupe, and it has been just happiness ever since. Uh, so we're a still tight knit group. With them. Yes, I yeah. still belong with them. Uh, and we've we're working more on online stuff right now, but uh, 2 years ago, uh, the Women of Straight Jacket Society uh, entered the Funny Women Festival here in Los Angeles and we won the sketch competition. I love uh, it. what
2: was the sketch about?
1: Uh, oh gosh, we had a good couple of sketches in that one and I can't remember. Oh, well, one song was about periods, but you know. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a great it was time. Funny. It was great. Period. It was, it was period. <laughs> exactly. Um but it was so much fun to be part of that. And we there was great workshops and it was like really cool women empowering in, in comedy and that was amazing. And then last year we also entered, but they no longer had it a competition, so it was just more of a, a workshop yeah. or a showcase, I guess if you would. But again, incredible women um just sharing information, empowering each other in the world of comedy, which is pretty darn oh, cool. Great. And Stray Jacket Society, one of my proud fellow friends and members, uh, Jennifer Holloway, uh, at the time was working for Alzheimer's Association and this was uh, 2013 and she said okay so we're doing this thing It's called blondes versus brunettes let's tackle Alzheimer's and so most of the girls from Jack society joined immediately uh, we all joined the, the blonde team even though most of us were redheads and you see how we're just rebels yeah. um, and so it would have
2: been weird brunettes versus redheads right, right? okay yeah, yeah.
1: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but in my playing and volunteering I didn't realize how many people in my life uh, were affected by Alzheimer's or dementia until I start posting about it on Facebook Right. and what I found is people would like like what I was doing on Facebook but then they would direct message me saying I'm so impressed that you're doing this because right. my mom my dad my aunt my uncle it, it does affect way too many yeah. people but they were afraid to talk yeah. about it out loud right. and so how could we tackle something if you don't say I it? I just
2: read some statistics about it I think it's, it affects like once baby boomers are like over 80 I think it affects like at least Forty percent.
1: The numbers are crazy. There's not m- with Alzheimer's, right. but with uh, some sort of dementia. Some sort of dementia, right? Yeah. Because you can have Alzheimer's. With Alzheimer's, you absolutely have dementia, but you can have dementia without having Alzheimer's. Yeah. I'm not the expert. But.
2: Um, I didn't want to skip over uh, your Straight Jacket Society. You mm-hmm. said there's stuff online. So people could Google on YouTube and find yeah. some skits you guys did. Yes. Oh, I'd love to see Absolutely. those. Absolutely, they're great. I bet they're fun. That's the beauty of online is you can reach so many more people yes. than just a live performance. Yes. So it's actually wonderful. It's, you know, people around the world can see your work.
1: This crazy world yeah. we live in now. Yeah.
2: So besides your... Um, and we're going to talk more about tackle alz cuz i think that's great that you guys are doing that as a fundraiser. Had you, uh, uh, what are what are you doing now? Is it comedy like is that what you do in oh, your daily in, life in my and, free time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I yes, I, I guess i like to think of myself as as a uh, Comedian. Yeah. Um, and so, so. You do stand up? I do not do stand up. Oh, so you no. do sketch No. Because stand up means improv? you're standing by yourself. Yeah. I like to stand with others, so yeah. I like sketch. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, is this so improvisation? Yeah, a little yeah. improv. I little love little improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then you felt drawn to work with Alzheimer's. Is that because it was, did it affect anybody in your particular family?
1: Not that I realized at the time. It was mm-hmm. more tugging at my heart because of how many of my friends were struggling with it, but didn't have the courage to tell me about it. And in mm-hmm. fact, I was even dating a gentleman at the time who did not tell me that his mother has Alzheimer's and still I started playing this game. And I was like, we've been hanging out for six months. Yeah. Y- you know, so that stigma just really bothered me. And um, so I just kept playing and I kept practicing and I kept posting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why then do you think
2: people don't talk about it?
1: People get really weird when it comes to your brain and or, when, your or when it comes brain. to their parents like the they parents, don't want to
2: share with people yeah oh by the way they have dementia or Alzheimer's or, yeah like are you think they feel ashamed or I think wh- they what feel ashamed
1: think? and embarrassed and, yeah. and I feel like they are worried about their own future and, and just what does it say about uh, we're very weird when it comes to I, the brain. I think
2: you're right about it, us worrying about it, our own future too. Mm-hmm. Like it hits a little too close to home when it's a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I had that with my dad uh, before he passed and uh, uh, I, I do remember being somewhere, someone asking him who I was and that uh, he didn't know my name, and it was really painful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, uh painful can be embarrassing. Yeah.
2: I think it's more painful than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, and then we hope it doesn't happen to us, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we are... Getting educated on the fact that food and exercise and these things really do impact memory and the onset of dementia or Alzheimer's. Does your organization talk about that, about prevention?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of a sticky word, prevention, but I have to say that I've met two phenomenal human beings, Dr. Sherzai's, Uh, Dr. Aisha Sherzai and uh, Dr. Dean Sherzai. They are a married couple try to
2: spell that. (laughs) Please
1: don't. Um, They are both neurologists and Alzheimer's is their passion and I took a workshop with them and learned uh, some interesting information and one of their big beliefs is a healthy lifestyle can postpone a a diagnosis, a diagnosis if that is in your future. Mm-hmm. And if you are once diagnosed, a change in a healthy diet and lifestyle, active lifestyle, and they were very specific in saying walking around the block is not exercise. You actually oh. need to sweat. Right. And that will delay the the progression of the disease. Right. So, like We th- just joined Orange Theory. Have oh, you ever heard of this yes! place? Yes, that's a good Talk time. Talk about a workout. Yeah.
2: Talk about sweat. Yes. <laughs> that's a good time. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. so something like that where you're, I mean, that's a, rowing uh, mm-hmm. the weights and the treadmill and it's like a boot camp so people should be doing that intense workout yes yeah. they
1: really should and eating clean age. Yeah, yeah and it, right absolutely mm-hmm. i mean think about it this way whatever is good for your heart is good for your brain yeah mm-hmm.
2: right and then what about what we eat did these doctors think that what we eat does impact our memory?
1: Uh, Yes, I mean they're uh, very much about clean eating, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all the things we actually intuitively know. I
2: mean, I've heard like almonds and walnuts and things really are good help. yes
1: yeah. brain good brain yeah. food avocados mm-hmm. salmon you know and then but again you know humans we want like something very specific and so sometimes like we'll be out in public and meeting people and they'll say exactly how many ounces of salmon should I be having a day exactly how many yeah. almonds should I be yeah. having It's not don't no, yeah. yeah just <laughs> clean right. eating mm-hmm. and and uh
2: exercising Exercise. and what about is it really true about uh your Work exercising your mind because I've heard like watching television, like they've put uh, you know electrodes on people and that y- your your mind is actually like in sleep mode, which is why mm-hmm. people find TV relaxing. But mm-hmm. the problem is your brain is like it's flatlined, it, mm-hmm. you know. So. I would think television is really bad for people especially in long dosages Mm -hmm. so is it true that playing games and things
1: exercise the mind do you think there's some truth to that there is truth in that and i have to confess i do love television yay game of thrones um (laughs) so my my brain is flatlined a good Portion of the day uh, <laughs> however yes like they say learning new skills yeah um, like learning to knit if that's something you haven't done right. before doing crossword puzzles uh, whatever new sort of activities that you know give your brain a little bit of a challenge yeah if you don't use it you'll lose it
2: yeah there's a truth to that right mm-hmm. and then uh, with all the things going on online uh, there's so many challenging things we can learn all the time yeah right different apps and different programs and, and there's I at least find that really challenging every day in my work is, you know, oh, now you got to learn Twitter. Oh, now you got to learn this. So oh, now you got to learn that. Right. It's like, it's all a challenge. Have you yeah. figured
1: out Snapchat yet? Because I haven't. No, yeah, I okay. don't even know what all that right. is. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's because I'm over 50. <laughs> they tell me that's the Facebook generation. Yeah, yeah I know Facebook very well. Uh, that, that tells you what league I'm in. But uh, so you got involved with this Alzheimer's Association uh, because you wanted to Uh, give back in some way. And this is what
1: you chose. Because you
2: could have chosen anything. Yeah. Yeah. But you felt drawn to this? Yes.
1: Uh Well, I I spent many years of my life being a personal assistant um, for fancy people. uh, And some of them were absolutely incredible. And some of them were a little more life draining. And I just didn't feel that was being filled. Does that make sense? Yes, you wanted something to fill your soul. Yes, fill my soul. And um, it it definitely working in nonprofit fills that. And being at Alzheimer's Greater Los Angeles, we get to see the people that we help because we actually have those programs and those services and the education in our building. So, you know, we'll have memory mornings or caregiver, savvy caregiver. So we get to see these faces. And so that's a direct connection to what we're doing and the thank yous that we get and one of my favorite things about when we're done with walk because we do a lot of walk for all's it's very popular event um, is almost every single time when we're tired and we're cleaning up and we're packing up the trucks a family will come to us and they'll say we just want to say thank you so much. You've helped us so much. We don't know what we would have done if we didn't have you here to support wow. us and the help that you've, you've given. And, you know, we get chills. We get a little teary-eyed. And it, all of a sudden, we're able to pack that truck up with a good little hop in our step and feeling good.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. And so it's ALZGLA, because it stands for Greater LA, mm-hmm. dot org. A L Z G L A. You got it. And uh, if people want to volunteer, they can. Yes. If they want to donate, they can. Yes. Uh, and if they want to participate in uh, your charity event, which is the tackle uh, tackle, tackle alls, alls. Mm-hmm. tackle alls. And so, tell me about this. How did you? How did you get to play? Uh, Football? Like, have you ever played football before? I never played football <laughs> until
1: 2013 when yeah. I signed up. <laughs> I love it. You had
2: never played before. Yeah. That, okay, it must be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, yeah. and
1: the game has changed a lot. That first year, most of the girls that played um, found out about the game through our organization, and they wanted to play in honor of a loved one. And most girls hadn't had a lot of football experience, but what happened is... Because of playing in that game, all of a sudden they found a passion for football. And so outside of this game, they started signing up for leagues on the weekends or weeknights or at the beach and playing. And so football for women in Los Angeles has evolved hugely to where that's now a regular thing and most of our players who play now while yes most of them are still playing in honor of a loved one most of them are already playing football on a regular basis so the game has gotten quite exciting and oh my really good now,
2: I know you just had this last week mm-hmm. um, and but we'll have it again next year if people want to participate yes. and come see it yes uh, this year it was at Campus El Segundo.
1: It was in El Segundo yeah. uh, for the first time. In the past we were at uh UCLA, uh Fairfax High, Hollywood High. This year we went to El Segundo. And we couldn't be happier. They were so kind and so generous. That city is really right. cute.
2: And this event helped you all raise almost $60,000. Almost $60,000. So people donate, uh, they get behind the players? Yes. Is that, is that how it works? Yes, the
1: players fundraise. They have a minimum that they have to make in order to play. Um, which is? Uh, with three fifty, which is oh. super easy. Yeah, um, super easy. And then we have incentives for them to fundraise even more. And one of the fundraiser incentives was uh, whoever raised uh, the most money by this certain date actually won the uh, prize of being here with you today. So yeah. that was me. That, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah. So
2: you were the top fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You go, girl. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so that's much. That's awesome. Can I ask how much you raised? I raised, uh, I want to
1: say it's five thousand eight hundred seven. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's and there's still great. time. There's still time to donate. Yes, mm-hmm. we
2: want people to donate. Mm-hmm. So they'll go to the website. We have mm-hmm. it on the screen. Oh, great. And hope they get behind you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, any nonprofit can always use funds.
1: Oh my gosh! And yes. volunteers. Yes. Yeah.
2: So this sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like you're having a blast and doing good things and raising money for a good cause. Yes.
1: I mean, this year in particular, because this is my baby. Um, yeah. It was so emotional. It was a lot of hard work, but like on game day, I I couldn't have been prouder of the players, how hard they fundraised and how hard they practiced. And we had uh, Sean McGrath from Los Angeles Chargers that was there, and he uh, worked out with the girls and practiced with the girls. And he could not have been more gracious and more kind. And uh, it was a really cool event. And the game came down to a Uh, nail-biter. The fireballs who were behind won by one point in the last seconds of the game. So that was not your team. Uh, but or- you know what? They're both my teams. Oh, oh okay. They're both my teams. Oh, that's teams. right. Because you
2: don't play now. I you don't just play anymore. Organize. And okay. I,
1: I got to know the girls' families because they oh. would call me to make sure their donations would went go through. So I have technically Fireballs was the team that I had formerly played on, uh-huh. but I have girls on the All Stars team that I also played with. And at the end of the day. All those girls are my They're team. They're all winners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the all-stars. Yeah. They, they as a team, were the winners of the fundraising challenge. And McLeod Ale, which is our beer sponsor, is now going to name a beer after them.
2: Oh, my gosh. That mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. So how many people play in this game? How many are on each team?
1: Well, it's a seven-on-seven on, seven on the field, uh-huh. uh, but we had probably about 20 to 22 on each team. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. That,
2: that rocks. Yeah. I'd love it that it was all women. Yeah. Why do you think that is? You know, I've uh, interviewed a lot of people that start uh, nonprofits, and uh, most of the time they're started by women. I'm just wondering. And so this entire fundraiser is women playing football. Well, I think I'll, that's really cool. I'll tell
1: you what, what my favorite thing about Tackle Alls is I feel like what it represents. Is so powerful because women are more likely to get the diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Oh, women are also how more much li- more likely. You know what? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Wonder I'll get why, back to you. I
2: wonder why that is. You I think women are under more stress? Maybe.
1: I'm not quite sure. I don't
2: know. We, we could maybe speculate. because of our
1: great big brains. Yeah. Um so women are more likely to maybe get we the eat diagnosis, more ice cream. maybe that's it. <laughs> and also women are more likely to be the caregivers of a loved one, whether oh. it be a wife, a husband, a that's uh, why I say grandparent. Stress. Right, stress. Mm-hmm. So women as dealing with this disease really get the one two punch mm-hmm. and to me this game really represents the strength and the resilience mm. and the determination of women facing this disease.
2: You know, and I want to mention it's so interesting because uh, uh, Mary Joe Eustis, who was on uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, is working with RTB Financial yeah. Group, who actually introduced me to you all because yeah. they get behind it. Amanda Barr, I know, is involved with you all. Amanda Barr and I and, played
1: uh, the first year yeah, together. And she's mm-hmm.
2: with Tackle ALZ. So thank you, Amanda and Adam Barr, mm-hmm. uh, RTB Financial Group, for bringing us to be aware of Tackle ALZ. Uh Really appreciate that, uh, especially, like you said, because it hits home, I know, in my family and uh, and friends' families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're finding that um, people don't want to talk about it, but we, thank goodness, on this show, we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. And we're talking about that people should talk about it, mm-hmm. right, so that we're all in this together, helping each other, and figuring out, A, how we can prevent it, mm-hmm. B, how we can support people who are dealing with mm-hmm. it, as caregivers mm-hmm. and as uh, people that have it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so it, it's really important the work that you guys are doing.
1: Thank you. I yeah. want to say that we uh, 20% of our proceeds do go to research. Mm. It goes to local research. Okay. So that's really a really profound thing to, and to do. And where's that too. local
2: research done? <laughs> Who's like really uh, carrying that flag? Mm-hmm.
1: This year we gave a hefty grant to uh, UC, uh, U- UCLA. Oh, UCLA, Mm -hmm. yeah, they have a big department that focuses on that research, Mm -hmm. that's great. So we're very proud of that. And I just wanted to give one statistic, which is one in ten people 65 years or older have the diagnosis of Alzheimer's. And two people who are 65 right now is Mark Hamill and Linda Carter. So just think about that. Luke Skywalker and Wonder Woman. Right, wow. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have it, I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they don't have it. They don't have it. But oh, why not? they were they're the ages. They're, they're 65. Oh, they're the
2: ages. So yeah. you're saying that it could be them. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And those are people that we don't think of as being old.
2: Right, right. No, it can happen in 50s, 60s. That's for sure.
1: Unfortunately, early onset could happen as, God forbid, as early as thirty. So but that is very here's rare. a really important question.
2: How do people recognize that someone they love is starting to have dementia? Mm. Do, you, do you guys have some sort of telltale mm-hmm. signs
1: you could share with us? Well, you know, we all forget things sometimes. We yeah. all oh, lose our keys sometimes. Ever. Oh, you not you? <laughs> I want what you're having. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it becomes more of a problem, yeah. um, when you start to find that the person gets frustrated when they don't remember certain things or places, uh, there's a very simple old school test, which is, mm-hmm. can you draw a picture of a clock for me? And this can be very frustrating for somebody who knows what a clock looks like and knows they should be able to do it but they can't They can do the circle but they can't make the hour and the minute signs. Really? Yeah. So if
2: you were concerned that someone you love might be having Alzheimer's or is this just a mention? Just a mention. Right. You would have them draw the clock mm-hmm. and put in the numbers
1: mm-hmm.
2: and if they can't do that then it's a pretty sure sign well, that
1: maybe we should go see the doctor right yeah. mm-hmm. and that would be a neurologist you could first see your family doctor and mm-hmm. then go from there but yeah. a neurologist, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because I know people really
2: count on your organization to have a place to call and ask these questions yes. right and if people out there don't know mm-hmm. who to call it is uh, alzgla.org mm-hmm. that uh, they can reach out to yes that will Uh, Assist, And and you guys really uh, are there to support people who otherwise might not have the support or uh, have somebody that understands what they're going through as a caregiver, Mm -hmm. uh, not just as a as a person with Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. but as a A caregiver.
1: caregiver. Yeah, Yeah. people don't know that there is help and free help available. um, And that's what we are. So, yeah, we have a a 24-7 helpline that is uh, not on my card. Where is it? Yes, it is. 844-HELP. A-L-Z, and it is in, I think we've got like almost 200 languages. Wow. Yeah, but uh, that's how most people will kind of come into our fold. They'll call us with a, mm-hmm. we just got this diagnosis, what does this mean? Um, right. Or we have crisis calls, which is, uh, he found the gun, I don't know what to do. Um, but once somebody comes into our fold and they say, yeah, help me, mm-hmm. we will walk with them through the rest mm-hmm. of the journey of life.
2: One of the interesting things that you mentioned to me was uh, – once you realize someone has Alzheimer's mm-hmm. uh, what about these tough questions like how do you ask them for their
1: car keys right
2: and that seems like a simple question but what do you do
1: well I think every family is different and our care counselors are masters with that you know it depends how long were they driving what did driving mean to them um, there's little tricks that, that they can do oftentimes it's like oh well we're taking the car in the shop today don't you remember right. or uh, there's there's little ways that they can they, they have it. Oh, uh see. they're better at it than I am. But right. that that is one of the tough ones. Um, right. another tough one is because people don't want to stop driving.
2: Right. They don't realize how bad off they are. Right. Yeah, I remember that happening with my dad where he drove somewhere and someone had to come pick him up cuz he didn't know how to get home. didn't
1: you know how to get home.
2: Yeah, and that's uh that that's sad. I know that the, these are the things that happen. Um
1: Was your mom taking care of him? No,
2: my mom had passed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was he living alone?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't living alone, so okay. that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but so many people's parents are living alone, and mm-hmm. I don't know what you do there. Uh, you know, the only thing I can think of is, uh, thank goodness that there's Uber and Lyft now, too, so mm-hmm. maybe you could call that for your mm-hmm. parent. I guess a lot of people might be r- resorting
1: to that yeah, these days. Yeah, there are services yeah. specifically for that, actually, yeah. But yeah mm-hmm. Oh, oh, other services other than those. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot what it's called, but there's one in particular that is actually dedicated to, to that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. Yeah. Wow. So no. these are
2: the type of resources you guys would share with people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it, is it right for you to have yeah. help in the home? Is it right for you to move that person into a different home? You know, how can we navigate what your insurance is? What are your patient rights? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what What is best for your family? Because every family truly is different. You know, right. how many rooms do you have in your house? Should you downsize? Or should you move somewhere else? Like, uh, what uh, programs are available to you from the city that you live in? Right. Yeah, so there's... There's so much.
2: Right. Well, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the work you're doing.
1: Uh, Just in closing, let me ask
2: you, um, are there some stories that you could share with us of how you guys have helped people, like uh, people that might identify with?
1: I think my favorite one was um, this woman who came in to one of our meetings, uh, and we have what's called uh, mission moments to remind us why we do what we do. And uh, she spoke about her husband. Uh, They were very active. He was a marathon runner, just a picture of health. And she noticed some problems with his memory, and so they went to the doctor and got the early-onset diagnosis. He was in his 50s, and... um, and they, people
2: don't think of it as yeah. happening to a marathon runner, because here we go. Right. You're he, doing everything he was, right. He was doing everything right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, can, it can still happen. It I can see still happen.
1: Yeah. And um, so they reached out to uh, Alzheimer's Square Los Angeles, and they were assigned a, a care counselor who really guided them through the whole process. Um, but one day, when he was doing well, and they were out to lunch together, it was a fantastic lunch everything went great because sometimes people get nervous when they go out in public um, and she before leaving the restaurant got up to go to the restroom and she came back and when she sat down he looked at her and he said you know I really enjoyed our time together would it be okay if I get your phone number
2: oh you're gonna make me cry yeah oh. it gives me
1: chills every time so yeah wow Mm
2: -hmm. well thanks for sharing that story and uh, I know this touches a lot of people that are listening so I'm so glad that there's your organization that they can reach out to Mm -hmm. and thank you for doing the great work it's so wonderful that you donate your time and organize these events uh, to raise money for this awesome cause thank you Thank thank you for being on the show thank you for sharing all this with us thank you for having me and we will be back next week make it a great one hugs and happiness